Well, welcome back to the Cordell and Cordell and Men's Divorce Podcast. I'm Scott Trout, Managing Partner CEO of Cordell and Cordell. We continue to bring you information for guys before, during, and after divorce, as usual, twice each week. Don't forget to also check out our virtual town halls. We just had one. We're going to be having another one in March. You can find out all the material on our YouTube channel for podcasts like this and every virtual town hall that we've had over the last year. If you have questions after listening to this podcast, you can send us an email at townhalls at cordelllaw.com. That's townhalls, H-A-L-L-S, at cordelllaw.com. We can answer those questions during a podcast or during our next virtual town hall. When you can tune in, you get your answers to those questions. Always keep in mind, this isn't legal advice. We want to make sure we have a consult with you and no attorney-client relationship uh, is existing as a result. So, you know, that consult is important. 866-DADS-LAW. We want to hear the specific facts of your case and be able to provide you some good strategic guidance along the way. So uh, today, no different, uh, joined by Jacob Smith over in Virginia. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. So let's talk about something that I think actually, when I saw the title, we were talking a little bit off camera, uh, jurisdiction, which actually called the UCCJEA, um, Uniform Child Custody Jurisdiction Enforcement Act, which was used to be called the UCCJA. Um, I think it's so relevant as we're rolling out of the pandemic because early on, and I remember doing a podcast early on in, say, March of 2020, where we were seeing quite a few um, moms or taking their children out of state and either going to live with family and then permanently relocating. And really, as I think through it, it, it kind of um, brings up this UCCJEA. We see this a lot. And where clients say, hey, my wife's left and she's relocated back to family or back to home. So maybe start with the, just a high overview of why and what is the UCCJEA and why should guys be concerned about it? Right. Yeah. So the UCCJEA, it's, it was, a, it was a, an idea to help make, make there be consistent laws uh, between all the states. Most states, I think, except Massachusetts, uh, to my knowledge right now, has adopted the UCCJEA with maybe some minor variations. But it's essentially a way for situations in which we have parents moving state to state for us to know where uh, any custody or visitation action needs to be heard and, and which court it needs to be yeah. in. So that, that's, that's what we're dealing with uh, with the UCCJEA. Yeah, I mean, I know it's, it's, we're talking high level for guys listening, and, and I think what's important is as lawyers, there's this very first thing you have to determine whether or not there's jurisdiction, personal and subject matter. It's kind of the, the law school elements, and we go back to our first year, and we have to decide, okay, it basically boils down, as you say, where should this case be heard, period? And that's important to guys, especially when they're living in one state and their spouse is living in another. Um, which state has jurisdiction? Where do you want to be? I mean, there's a huge strategic thought process here. You also want to look at, all right, where is better for me? Is there, like, for example, does Virginia have better laws than Missouri? Does Texas have a better child support law than Kansas? You know, a lot comes into play. And when, for example, we have clients come in the door, we ask, you know, have you lived in the state for X number of days, 90 plus days, six months? There's all these numbers actually matter. Um, I actually, I really enjoy this argument because it gets very technical 
um, and there's some strategic ways to deal with it. So let's kind of break it down because there may be a guy listening right now that thinks, okay, yeah, my, my wife has moved out of state because it's a different point about moving from county to county, city to city within the state where you're talking about venue. And that's kind of where the location is. But let's talk about something where the approach that the court will take, which is starting with the initial custody determination and what do they look at so guys can kind of, you have to take some notes here because this is really important when you have a conversation with your lawyer. Right, so when, when you have a situation where there is no custody order, right, no court has made any ruling about anything, uh, we're, we're gonna try to determine what, uh, where the home state jurisdiction is. Under the UCC JEA, adopted by most states, typically a it's, it's the state where a child has lived continuously for the last six months. Now, if it's for a child, like a newborn under six months, it's where they've been uh, since birth. Uh, so that's typically what, what we're looking at, uh, is, yeah. is a six-month time period immediately preceding when you file. Yeah. So that's, that's an important date uh, to consider as well. And they mention the word home state. I mean, that's used in, in the UCCJEA, and the court has to make that determination. And I, and I want to caution guys as they think two things. One is... Every time I, get, I hear this, and we've seen in the virtual town halls, guys have said, hey, my spouse left and you know she left five months ago. And I got red flag sirens going off like crazy because you've got to do something within that six month window before, you know, that's kind of the one of the you know, check marks, oh, six months. Um, so, I mean, you agree, obviously, that six month window is critical to take action before six months and a day kicks in. Uh, absolutely. Uh Really, the, the sooner you can act upon something, the better, uh, especially if the six months before the child had been there in your state, right? That's where it should happen, and that's where uh, you, you as the, the dad ought to take that initiative to make sure you uh, just assert your rights uh, immediately. And this is one of those things that we always say is be the first to file. Uh, let's, let's just be assertive on that, and especially because there is a six month issue, mm -hmm. uh, you can lose that opportunity if you're in a state that has like a really good uh, custody visitation uh, set up and laws, you wanna make sure you keep it there because some states are definitely more friendly uh, to dads than others. Yeah, completely. I mean, there's all kinds of things and I mean, some guys may be thinking, well, gosh, she's been gone nine months. I mean, there, all is not lost. You have to look to intent. You know, there's kidnapping issues. You know, you can't abscond for the purposes of securing jurisdiction. Even in the toughest of times, there are usually opportunities for relief. Many husbands and dads listening now are struggling to stay current on alimony and child support orders. You should know that this crisis may allow you to modify your support obligations, but time is of the essence. If you're a guy needing help right now, not someday when things are back to normal, call us at Cordell & Cordell. This is what we do. Significant connection. That's always been something used by the court. What does that mean when guys hear significant connection with the state? Right, so when, when we're talking about a significant connection, a lot of times I, I see this in issues where um, maybe the dads and, and the mom have lived in separate states for a while and have had just some just status quo of like a month on, a month off, right? So they're maybe equal time. 
what we're then looking at is you know, where, where, which state has a more significant connection. Had the parents both lived in one state together with the child beforehand? Mm -hmm. Does uh, mom who's now left, does she have family there? Has she worked there? Right, we're looking to see which state might have a little bit more. Um, and sometimes a lot, of, a lot of what we're looking at is where, where the evidence is, right? Where, where are witnesses potentially, um, you know, if, if like a government organization like uh, social services or child protective services has been involved in the past, you know, or, or the child has a school or a doctor here, those are those significant connections that might tip the scales uh, when there isn't a clear home state um, in favor of one state over another. Yeah. And I think, you know, in my, you know, been doing this for a while and a lot of judges like first to file, you know, there may be, that's why there's some um, urgency to take action here. And that is get on file first. Even if there's a question of jurisdiction, you want to assert your rights. And I've had many cases where, for example, I had a case that was filed down in the Virgin Islands and in Illinois. And we were fighting over which case had jurisdiction. You know, mom had gone to the Virgin Islands and had been there for almost six months. And they, she had enrolled them in school. They had made friends. So she was clearly trying to establish the significant connections. She got doctors and dentists and uh, it was crazy. And uh, she, you know, alleging, you know, physical abuse. And that's why she had to leave. And so uh, I think that's always important for guys to think about is, you know, gosh, don't sit, file, get on file. So, you know, that deals with the issue of no other decree, nothing's been filed, nothing's been heard. What happens now post-divorce? Both parties, you know, tend to, we have a society where we used to at least, and we would go from state to state and freedom of travel. Obviously may be different, uh, but exclusive and continuing jurisdiction. Things where people have left the state. What happens? Does the UCCJEA come into play? Yeah, so the UCCJEA is going to say that once a court has established that home state jurisdiction or that jurisdiction under a significant connection, that that state will continue to have the exclusive jurisdiction uh, over any modifications or uh, enforcements of, of any order. So I, I'm in Virginia right now. Virginia enters uh, a custody order. Uh, one parent moves out of state. Um, Virginia still is the place to go for any modifications or, or any enforcement uh, until it until Virginia itself relinquishes that jurisdiction to another state. Yeah, and I think there's always some caution too. You know, mom has custody. Uh, you allow her to relocate. Let's just say it's Virginia and she relocates to Oregon. Uh, been there a couple years. You know, kids have gone to school. What happens? You know. Uh, is she going to be required to come all the way back to Virginia to modify? I've seen judges say, look, I'm going to go ahead and implement the significant connections. I know the decretal state's Virginia, but I maybe I'll apply Virginia law, but we can hold it here. I mean, you consented. I mean, all that comes into play, right? Right. Yeah. In, in my experience, even recently since, since the pandemic said I've had some of these issues come up and, um, yeah, it's, it's become often what, what triggers, one thing that is triggered is that, at least under Virginia's specific statutes, that says that the judge here is supposed to go and you know, continue the case and go call the judge mm -hmm. in the other jurisdiction, and they'll talk and they'll decide which, which state is actually the better 
uh, jurisdiction. Um, I, I had a case where um, there was a Missouri order and that got, uh, and mom moved here to Virginia years ago. Uh, and then she decided she wanted to attempt to modify or enforce something. We initially were able to uh, get the court to allow it, allow the order to be registered or domesticated here in Virginia for enforcement purposes. And then the judge here said, well, I've got to talk to the Clay County, Missouri uh, judge, and, and we'll talk about what is actually the better place. And in, in this case, the, the courts, the judges actually determined that Virginia was the appropriate place for jurisdiction. So Missouri then relinquished its continuing exclusive jurisdiction here to Virginia. Yeah, and once so that happens, one Vir yeah, Virginia's on forever, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Until until there's some, something else that comes up, and you know, if neither party lives in in a state, uh, any court can really determine uh, that that state no longer has jurisdiction, right? right? So if both mom and dad have moved out of Missouri, then Virginia or whatever state can say, well, Missouri no longer has jurisdiction. We're going to take it. That's always the question for guys. Okay, neither of us live in Virginia where we got divorced. We're now in separate states and she has custody. Where do I file? You know, that's always the question. If it's child support, do I file where I live? Do I file where she lives? Where's right? Is that also, you know, UCCJEA perhaps? Yeah, so I mean, specifically for support, it uh, doesn't fall under the UCCJEA. That's a whole other uh, one. Um, <laughs> But, but typically then, then we are looking more at that significant connection. Um, I actually had this, this kind of uh, case come up where we had an Illinois custody order. And as part of that, the parents decided to do a one month, one, uh, one month on, one month off with their daughter. Dad still lived in Illinois. Mom had moved here to Virginia. A couple months ago, dad moved to New Hampshire where his mm -hmm. family is. And uh, mom then filed to amend everything here in Virginia, and the court here decided that Virginia had jurisdiction. Uh, even though we had, we had tried to argue against it, mm -hmm. the unfortunate thing is my client came in too late, and he should have filed up in New Hampshire if he wanted it to, to have any kind of real argument for it to be there. But because mom filed first here, the court said, well, Illinois doesn't have jurisdiction, clearly. Mm -hmm. Daughter's been here every other month for the last you know, five years. We're having jurisdiction here. Yeah. And, you so. know, when you talk about child support, I mentioned this briefly in the virtual town hall about I had a case that went to the Supreme Court. We represented, um, I did a guy who lived in Oklahoma. They were divorced in Oklahoma. Wife moved to Missouri. And Missouri has much uh, more broad emancipation at age, at the time, it was age uh, 21 and Oklahoma was 18. Mom moved here, tried to file a modification, and the child was 20. You know, And so the court here wanted to go ahead and grant the modification, and we argued that, hey, you have to follow the decretal state when it comes to child support. It can't make it bigger by simply moving. And so that's another thing for guys to think about when you think of the JEA, when it comes to custody, think about support and your decree and where it was issued. It should control, but you want to find out uh, from a lawyer and get that, uh, that uh, legal advice through a consultation. So just as we continue, kind of wrap it up, as we talk about the JEA, emergency jurisdiction, there's some reference to it in the UCCJEA. What does that mean for guys? Yeah, so emergency jurisdiction is it, it's, it's a really narrow 
uh, way for almost any state to have jurisdiction over uh, a custody matter. And this is typically when there is like immediate and irreparable harm that would be done to the child, typically uh, phys physically, mm -hmm. uh, unless the court were to step in and make some sort of uh, order. Um, now this, if there's already another uh, court that has jurisdiction, the, the court will only exercise emergency jurisdiction long enough for uh, things to be filed in the, the initial court and for, for it to be handled at, at that point. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes uh, you can have this emergency jurisdiction that might ultimately become that initial determination as well. Uh, but if there's, if there's, so let's say I have a court, court order from Virginia and then mom goes to Utah with the kids to keep the kids safe. She can file in Utah and allege abuse and Utah's court could initially say, mm -hmm. well, we're going to give emergency custody to mom right now, but Virginia now has to get involved and figure it out. Yeah. Kind of a status quo. I mean, I've had that. I've right. used it when mom has uh, threatened uh, dad lived in Missouri, mom lived in Illinois. Illinois appeared to be the home state, but we really wanted to try to get something here. We used emergency jurisdiction to get a restraining order and a temporary custody order, knowing full well we'd probably wind up in Illinois, but we felt friendlier confines to get an, uh, an emergency order over here. So again, it's, it's something, it's a very complex from the layperson's uh, point of view, the UCCJEA, but when you've you know, like you and I and, and everyone here have dealt with it, it becomes straightforward, but it's always an element to be to, to be considered um, and also to be aware of if you have a spouse who's picked up and left. Uh, you got to figure out not only state, but venue, like what city. I've had people move from city to city across the, you know, the state from St. Louis to Kansas City uh, and establish venue up there. That we may not want to fight our battle up in Kansas City. So there's all kinds of things when it comes to that. And that's why I think UCCJEA discussion was a great one today. So Jacob, thanks for joining and enlightening guys at least a little bit on this topic. Yeah, no, you know, you're very welcome. It is, if nothing else, it's just a way for, for men to kind of spot potential issues. Yeah. You know, and what, what one thing that I've, I found great here in Cordell is we have offices all across so we can, we can talk to the other attorneys in those specific jurisdictions. That, that was very helpful for me in one of my cases recently. Yeah, and we've had those where we have an attorney in one state and an attorney in the other, and we're handling it together and we're coordinating. And I think that is the benefit. And we talked about this yesterday in the virtual town hall, where we often send an email to all 300 and we're getting advice from each other. And it's kind of the power of numbers and, and, uh, and the power of size across the country. So it's a good point. Great. So, hey, thanks for joining thanks. again. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks for having me. We'll continue to uh, join us for our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. You'll get an update and an alert when there's a new podcast that's posted twice each week. Check us out. Give us a review. Love to hear from you. And also go to CordellCordell.com and register for the March virtual town hall coming up where you get a chance and opportunity to log in, ask questions live, and get answers right then and right there. So until next time, have a great week.